Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is October 20th, 2023. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Flutterby Fox Designs. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is Be afraid, be very afraid by the fly. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Dark Society, our Mayan hot chocolate. So this is a dark drinking chocolate made from powdered cacao nibs. The Aztecs believed drinking chocolate was a spiritual experience, and we couldn't agree more. Said to bring you messages from the dead, it is the perfect pre-spell ritual drink. Topped off with cinnamon, ginger, and cayenne pepper, this blissful drink has a touch of wickedness. So I think this uh, lends towards our magical thing with uh, pre-seance, pre-ritual. Anything I think you can use in your magic, I'm going to tell you. I think it's great for the dark half of the year, but I'm not here to tell you what to do, you know. And then caffeine, it does have caffeine because it's cacao, but it's more of a low, lower level of caffeine than like what you'd expect from coffee or tea. And don't forget, you can get it from Sip a Spell. So something we're talking today is the history of ginger. So this is from ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. <laughs> Sounds very official and very important. So ginger is a member of a plant family that includes cardamom, yes, and turmeric, also big yes. Its spicy aroma is mainly due to the presence of ketones, especially the gingerals, which appear to be the primary component of ginger studied in much of the health-related scientific research. The rhizome, which is the horizontal stem which the roots grow, is the main portion of ginger that is consumed. Ginger's current name comes from the Middle English gingivere, which is the spice that dates back 3,000 years ago to the Sanskrit word meaning horn root. Based on its appearance, the Greek is called... Um, Actually, we're not going to get into all these other ways people say it because the fact I've gotten this far is pretty good. So interestingly, ginger does not grow in the wild and its actual origins are a little uncertain, which I think we've touched on before. I love that there's a mysterious aspect to ginger. So Indians and Chinese cultures have believed to have produced ginger as a tonic root for over 5,000 years to treat many ailments. And this plant is now cultivated throughout the humid tropics with India being the largest producer. Ginger was used as a flavoring agent along before history and uh, before it was form like formally recorded. So it was an exceedingly important article of trade and was exported from India to the Roman Empire over 2,000 years ago, where it was especially valued for its medicinal properties. Ginger continued to be a highly sought-after commodity in Europe, even after the fall of the Roman Empire, with Arab merchants controlling the ginger trade and other spices for centuries. 
I love it. Oh, and apparently Queen England, Queen England, I mean, kind of, Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> the first of England, is credited with the invention of the gingerbread man, which I am determined to nail this year. Last year, I wanted to nail the gingerbread situation. I did not, I couldn't for some reason. I don't remember why, but it just, it didn't happen. So this is the year. This is the year. And if you're on the Patreon, I'm sorry, you're going to have to see it. That's not my choice. If I make a cute cookie, I can't not share it with the world, you know? So we'll see what happens. All right, which is moving into some headlines. This comes to us from movieweb.com. And it is the season, even though, let's be honest, I don't need it to be October to talk about vampires. You know that. But it is the season where I feel less guilty about it. Uh, they are talking about the 20 greatest vampire TV shows of all time. And honestly, when I saw this, I was like, there's 20. <laughs> but my mom actually has kind of an embarrassing story about one of these. And I wonder if she'll want me to tell it. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. So, okay, first we have Dark Shadows, which is at the bottom of the list. So this is the one my mom loved. My mom loved Dark Shadows. And uh, she, I, I guess they canceled it and she was really upset about it only to find out they canceled it because like one of the main actors passed away and then she felt really guilty about it. So then we have the originals, which I have not seen. I think I've seen like two episodes of it. Um, so the reason I couldn't continue with the originals is it made it look like everyone in New Orleans was 20. And if you've been to New Orleans, that's just not true. And I was like, why is everyone in New Orleans look 20 and very clean? Like, that's just not accurate. And I just couldn't keep watching it. Then we have The Strain, which I remember this coming out, but I did not know it was about vampires. Uh, Forever Night, I've never heard of it. Preacher, I do like Preacher. I need to rewatch it. I fell off the boat uh, of the, 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 the Preacher wagon a while ago. Legacies, I've never heard of this. American Horror Story Hotel. I will say, I did like this. I love. I thought that opening sequence of them like having like a massacre orgy was like the hottest thing I'd ever seen. Um, but they like it's like they forgot they were vampires partway through the season. And this is my issue with a lot of Ryan Murphy shows. He starts out really strong with a great concept and then like forgets about it halfway through the creation uh you see that with a lot of seasons of american horror story they'll like start out really strong with one idea and then like forget that they were even thinking about that and you that kind of is what happened here uh the vampire thing just like got forgotten about and then we have a discovery of witches i did not know vampires were in this van helsing why did i never watch this was it good? Can someone tell me? Someone let me know if this was a good show so I can watch it. <laughs> Penny Dreadful. I kind of completely also forgot about this show. True Blood. My feelings around True Blood changes from year to year. Um, It's really hard to watch a main character who is so infantilized by all of the men around her be so heavily lusted over by them. It's really weird for me. I don't really, um, the childish nature of how the main love interest is treated by everyone creeps me out. Uh, let the right one in. Never heard of it. Being human. Never heard of it. 
Castlevania. It's animated. Um, never, never heard of it. Angel. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I almost said, wait, there's vampires and Angel? Yeah, Angel's a vampire. It's really easy to forget because he's a vampire who pretends he's not a vampire. So it's really easy to be like, oh, I forgot this show is about a vampire. Ooh, I think I unlocked some, like, I think I found a critique I didn't know I had. Mm. Midnight Mass, I just didn't get to it. It's also, ever. I think it was too scary for me, for being honest. Interview with a Vampire. Have not gotten to it, but plan to. Vampire Diaries, not for me. What We Do in the Shadows. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's number two on this list. And then number one, Buffy, of course. If it was anything but Buffy, I would have been very upset. I can't believe I forgot Angel had vampires in it. That is wild. All right, witches. That was fun. If you have watched any of the shows where I said I haven't heard of it, please reach out to me and let me know if it's good so then I can watch it so so that I have something to watch. Okay, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, October 20th. The waxing crescent moon sets its sights high in Capricorn today. Here, the moon forms a grand earth trine to Venus and Jupiter. The stars are really aligning to make a great day, filled with opportunities. Venus in Virgo is helping us to keep our head right and plan our priorities. Jupiter in Taurus is leading us to the resources we need to get things going. And the moon in Capricorn is encouraging us to shoot for the stars. Don't be afraid to really go for it today. Things will line up to make the path smooth sailing. Your daily moon mantra is, Good archers are known not by their arrows, but by their aim. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Flutter by Fox Designs was created with the crafty witch in mind. Our stationery is well suited for any witch, occultist, or writer of the fairy tale persuasion. Whether you're sending letters to fellow spellcasters, creating a book of shadows, compiling herbal remedies, or journaling about the magic found within each day, Flutter by Fox Designs has the writing paper to fit your needs. Custom orders are always welcome. Visit FlutterbyFoxDesigns.com. That's F-L-U-T-T-E-R-B-Y FoxDesigns.com. Or find us on Etsy. Use coupon code WITCHDAILY for 20% off your first order. Flutter by Fox Designs, your source for enchanting stationery and so much more. All right, we are back. So our urban legend today is white chapel murders so i'm trying to pick ones that i don't think are particularly gruesome and scary and that's why i'm picking a lot of ones that aren't the ones we're really familiar with i really wanted to pull one that was like very classic that i grew up with but as i was going through those i realized more and more that i don't know i realized more and more that they're really upsetting (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to talk about these super upsetting ones. So I'm pulling ones that I haven't heard of. And this is called Whitechapel Murders. So is this real? Or is this an urban legend? It was coming up as an urban legend. So according to Wikipedia, the Whitechapel murders were committed in or near the impoverished Whitechapel district in East End of London in 1888. At various points, some of these uh, were... 
kind of attributed to Jack the Ripper. Most, if not all, of the victims. Oh, this is supposed to be Jack the Ripper. Oh, is this just Jack the Ripper? Let's find out. <gasps> I think so. Yeah, this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's figure out why it was called the White Chapel Murders and not Jack the Ripper. Let's see. And why is this an urban legend? Okay, well, all of the, all, most if not all of the victims of the Whitechapel murders were uh, sex workers. And that seemed to play into why they were murdered. So it's really fascinating because I don't know how this person has not been caught. Like, that is what blows my mind. There was a theory a while back about how they think Jack the Ripper and Holmes, H.H. H. Holmes, were the same guy. And I, like, could have been on board with that, I think, because the evidence was actually pretty okay. Um, but it just, it blows my mind. We still haven't figured this out. So, basically, if you don't know the story, in the late Victorian era, Whitechapel was considered to be the most notorious criminal area in London. The area around Flower and Dean Street was described as perhaps the foulest and most dangerous street in the whole metropolis. Dorset Street was called the worst street in London, with Assistant Police Commissioner Robert Anderson recommended Whitechapel to those who take an interest in dangerous classes as one of London's prime criminal showplaces. So it would be things like robbery, violence, alcohol dependency were a very commonplace. The district was characterized by extreme poverty, substandard housing, poor sanitation, homelessness, drunkenness, and um, uh, sex work. These factors were focused in the institution of the 233 common lodging houses within Whitechapel, in which approximately 8,500 people resided on a nightly basis. So the common lodging houses in and around Whitechapel provided cheap communal lodging for the desperate and the transients, among whom the Whitechapel murder victims were a part of. The nightly price of a single bed was 4D, which is equivalent to um, about a dollar, not a dollar, like about two pounds in 2021. So, wow. So, what are two pounds to USD? Yeah, if you could get a place to sleep for $3 a night, I mean, you can definitely see how it's, how, yeah, yeah, you can see how people who are desperate are just like, this is just the only option we have. The cost of sleeping um, in these bedrooms was, again, about... 2D for adults and children. Yeah, so if you're someone who's maybe like getting out of a bad situation and it's you and a few kids, that could like for maybe 10 bucks a night to get to be somewhere that isn't necessarily the safest place, but it's better than where you're coming from. You can see, yeah, you can definitely see how this is happening. So all of the identified victims of Whitechapel lived within the heart of Spitafields, which included uh, three streets. So George Street, 
Dorset Street, and then Flower Dean Street. Police worked with criminal, um, the, the, the police work at the time relied heavily on confessions, witness testimony. Oh, that's how they didn't catch them. It was all about confessions. If you didn't confess, you could just like kind of just get away, I guess. Uh, yeah. So basically the only way they could. So yeah, I guess police work was just about confess or we literally catch you doing it. And if we don't, then whoop. Because forensic techniques such as like fingerprints and blood typing just wasn't a thing. Policing in London was and still is divided between two forces, the Metropolitan with judiciary over the urban area or City of London police with jurisdiction over um, kind of the city center. So the Home Secretary, a senior minister of the British government, controlled the Metropolitan Police, where the city police was controlled by a different situation. That must be confusing. Eleven deaths in or, or near Whitechapel in 1888 through 1891 were gathered into a single file referred to in the police docket as Whitechapel murders. However, much of the original material has either been stolen, lost, or, de or destroyed since. And these are now considered the Jack the Ripper murders. The murderer or murderers were never identified and cases remain unsolved. Sensational reportage of the mystery surrounding the identity of the killer or killers fed into the development of the character Jack the Ripper, who is blamed for all or most of these murders. Hundreds of books and articles discuss the Whitechapel murders, and they feature in novels, short story, comic book, television shows, and films of multiple genres. The poor of East End has long been ignored by affluent society, and the nature of the Whitechapel murders and of the victims' impoverished lifestyles drew national attention to the living conditions. The murders galvanized public opinion against the overcrowded, unsanitary slums of East End and led to demands for, ref uh, for reform. So it's really unfortunate, but, but people were able to create change because of just the high sens uh, sensationalizedness of this group of murders. On the 24th of September, 1888, George Bernard Shaw commented sarcastically on the media's sudden concern with social justice in a letter to the Star newspaper. He wrote, whilst we conventional social democrats were wasting our time on education, agitation, and organization, some independent genius has taken the matter in hand and by simply murdering and disemboweling women, converted the propriety press to inept some sort of communism. So he's basically saying, you know, when all of us who like wasted our time being actually educated in this said, hey, maybe we need to fix this. No one cared until this guy started killing people. And now all of a sudden you care about these people. You care about this area. You care about people having a safe, clean place to live. And why did it take this man doing this bad stuff for you to care? And you know what? Rock on, George Bernard Shaw. I hope I don't regret saying that. I hope you were a good person. <laughs> Acts of Parliament, such as the hearing of the working classes in 1890 and Public Health uh, Amendment Act in 1890, set minimum standards for accommodation and effort to transform degenerate urban areas. Wow, I had no idea that, like, the Jack the Ripper murders or, or the Whitechapel murders led to, like, society public reform. That's really neat. All right, witches, that was an interesting one. I did not know we were getting into, like, Jack the Ripper stuff today. 
Anyways, I am throwing, um, no, I'm not throwing this over to the moon correspondent because we are at the end of our episode, but we are wrapping up this episode. So I do want to give some shout outs. Samantha Armoral, Samantha, you glorious glittery selkie. Be a free as you noble spiffy garden nymph. Amy Sue's you badass glowing dragon. Thank you uh, three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. Um, some housekeeping. Yes. So if you want to do the intro to cooking magic class, it's on October 22nd. So this is kind of like your last chance to sign up. Uh, basically, we're going to go over kind of the different ways you can you can um, attack cooking magic from a magical stance. There's about five ways you can do it. If some don't work for you, there's other options. We'll go over um, how you can start, and I'll have some recipes for you to get started and to try a few things out. So it is done over Zoom. I have two time slots, um, and it is recorded with handouts emailed afterwards. So if you're unable to... Um, attend but you still want to do the class still sign up still claim a spot still do everything the same um because that just tells me who to send the recordings to and who to send handouts to so even if you can't make it still sign up okay and then claim your spot and all that uh so that's it don't forget any books decks headlines sources anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com and we will talk again tomorrow nope next week all right bye witches we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.